and welcome back to the business of marriage. You guys know us by now. I am Tova Jones and I have my handsome husband on here with me. Yo. What's your name? Samuel C. Jones the first. And we <laughs> are so excited to bring you along with us. You guys know on this podcast we talk about all things marriage, all things life, all things business related when it comes to being in marriage with your spouse, of course, and being in business. So yeah. we talk about it all. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that we should kick this off, right? Okay. By just asking some random questions. You know, as couples, it's really good and important to just talk about different things, but have conversation starters Yeah. to kind of just launch into communication Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna ask the first question all right okay so first question not too deep um not too crazy what is your favorite hairstyle (laughs) that's unfair because Uh what's gonna be yours you also have to answer these questions Uh okay okay my favorite hairstyle oh y'all so if you okay let me just break this down. I come from a long line of women who uh-huh. loves hair, okay? Loves and hair. And we are what I like to call wiggies, okay? We love wigs. My mother calls them her hats um, because literally she changes them like hats. Like one day you can see her in a long black wig and the next day you can see her with short pixie cut wig and i actually inherited that um but for me i think my favorite hairstyle is a good sew-in i like a good sew-in i feel like it's very versatile um you can wear it long if you want you can put it up in a bun um it's a good protective style for your natural hair because your hair is braided under there and if you take good care of it it will definitely grow so i think my favorite hairstyle is a sew-in your favorite hairstyle so so here's a backstory behind this so i found out that my wife wore uh wigs and what did i say what did i say to that <laughs> you like what my mom wears wigs that's exactly what i said <laughs> your mom wears wigs and no your mom my wears mom wears wigs yes. right and i was like, oh, what? like yeah you wigs. thought it was for old women <laughs> but you didn't know i had on a wig you're right but exactly. once i found out i was like it made me think like where your hair at you saw my hair <laughs> and all of you all can go to my I'm instagram page kidding. right now shout out to my hairdresser asia from ceo poe organics uh-huh. she keeps my natural hair together okay i have a great length mm-hmm. um it's a little thin yes. i would like it to be a little thicker but my hair's been thin my whole life i have like thin fine hair and pause for advertisement <laughs> I can give her a shout out, you guys. If you are in the Michigan area, she is the goat of silk presses. I'm sorry. She has her Uh own natural products, all of that. But um, I I love a good sewing. And because if I don't have to do anything to my natural hair, I'm Gucci with it. But guess what? Yes. Sam's favorite hairstyle on me is short hair. But what about short hair? Ain't bald headed because I'm bald headed. He likes, you know, a nice short pixie haircut. He likes it a lot um full at the top. 
um, low in the bag. And it was so funny when we first got married. Um, he let me know. He was like, babe, I love your hair really short. And I was like, I had just cut my hair. It was just growing back to a nice length. And you know, most guys like their women's hair long. So he was just like, no, I think you look sexy in a short haircut. So I told him, I said, okay, two months in after our wedding, I will cut my hair. Guess I'm not like most guys. You're not. Mm-hmm. And I cut my hair. And I think I kept it up a good maybe 60 days. And then I was like, I can't do this. So here's the lesson that I learned. If you would like your wife or woman uh, to wear a particular hairstyle, make sure you have the money Mm -hmm. to make sure that she's good to go. Preach. That's a lesson I learned in marriage. That's free game for all you married It is. I mean, because short hair takes a lot to maintain, especially Mm -hmm. if you're natural, you don't have a perm. And so I was at the the hair salon almost every week and those trips weren't cheap. So he brought it up again recently. And I said, sure, if you're willing to foot the bill to keep my hair maintained, then I will cut it. Now, I feel like you just recently said that, but I got you. It was. I must have just heard that for the first time ever. Sam, we just talked. We just talked about this like last week. You tripping. Whatever. What's your favorite hairstyle on you? (laughs) <laughs> well number one i don't got no hair right now wah, so, wah, wah. so I, I i wish i just had my my, my frohawk back you know I, at least i had a pile of hair you know? at the top <laughs> hey listen <laughs> I mean, it's all good you know right now I'm, i have my grown and sexy on so i love you ball head thank you i love much. touching it it's just it's soft i i just love i love you ball head thank you i love it i, I feel like it. it makes me older but it's all good i don't think so i yeah. think you have the perfect head for it i think it it matures you okay it matures you a little bit you do look older than when you had (laughs) but not years older you just you look more wise uh, what is it distinguished yes yes wise as a therapist i am thank you good good night okay y'all so (laughs) we are going we're jumping right in you guys we're this is going to be a transparent um podcast we're mm-hmm. we're gonna have a conversation with y'all our family um about what we are going through right now mm-hmm. we are currently looking for a house and um it has been very interesting sam what i mean how have you how are you feeling during this process yeah I, well first i think it's important to recognize like in this process of desiring and wanting a house like there are those initial immediate inadequacies and or feelings that man how long is this process gonna take yeah um and that's partly due to like how we both grew up Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. for me i grew up in mostly you know um you know duplex triplex Mm -hmm. quadrupleplex situations Mm -hmm. um aka apartment right and (laughs) and then when we did have you know a home Mm -hmm, we didn't mm -hmm. have it for long Mm -hmm. you know and and of course that went away and so for me it felt like it felt like living from place to place Mm -hmm. since the early 2000s and being in college Mm -hmm. and so i think that the the process of finding a home um there's a certain level of, of anticipation that comes mm-hmm. with it. There's a certain level of stress that's come with it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the desire of, man, will I ever have mm-hmm. for my family and for my legacy somewhere to lay, mm-hmm. lay our heads at 
for however long we want to without yeah. having trying to renew from month to month and year to year. And inflation. Yeah, exactly. How yeah. about for you? Like, what's this process been you like? You know what? I I have mixed emotions about it. Um, I think I'm with you with the whole, you want to feel settled. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, since we, like you said, the early 2000s, but especially um, during our college years yeah. and after, it felt like we were moving every year. Yeah. Then when we got married, it felt like we moved almost every two years. Yeah. And, you know, and the age that we are, where we are in our life, um, not to compare ourselves to our friends or people that we know, but it's like, okay, y'all, it, it's time to be settled. And then it really solidified it when we had Olivia. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it ain't just us now. We can't just like keep moving Move and packing yeah, up and like we got whole cribs and baby dressers and stuff. <laughs> so the moving process isn't that easy anymore. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of, you know, ready to settle. And I feel like this market is just so Man, competitive. Talk about it. Talk about it. It's it's very competitive. It's not a lot of inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that has to do with COVID, but we also were looking for a house about this time last year, mm-hmm. and it was about the same way. It's just a a seller's market, um, and so we are determined to find our dream home. Um, we've had some great advice, some great mentors. Um, I remember some advice that I always go back to when we kind of feel discouraged. It's like your first home doesn't have to be your dream home. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think once again, going back to the feeling settled, you just don't want to buy a house like, okay, in five to seven years, we're going to move again. It's just like, ugh, what, what do you think? But I've come up with a couple things that you should do as married couples or if you're single any anybody mm. some things that we should do to help us prepare <laughs> yeah. for this tedious journey ahead number one you got to have a great realtor listen okay we've had our share <laughs> yeah we've had our share of realtors but i think the realtor that we have now is amazing yeah. Um, yeah, she's doing what she has to do. She's teaching us things that we didn't know, mm-hmm. um, which our realtors before did not take the time to do. Um, she's really like giving us some free game. What do you think, Sam? I think. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I think picking your realtor is very important. It's good to almost in a sense interview. But in yeah. many cases, if you don't know what to ask, yeah, you, you know, true. That's you, true. It's, it's hard to interview somebody. But. I, I would advise people if you have a realtor, you know, make sure you're asking all the questions that you can ask mm-hmm. and then don't just feel settled with your first and or second. Maybe, mm-hmm. even, you know, find several people that you do that you maybe know or don't know that you want to have a relationship with, but get a chance to get to know them and find out what they're going to share to you. Mm-hmm. Because different realtors also mean different access to different yeah. markets yeah. as well. They have their own niches, their own specialties. And I think the first go around, we decided we're not going to go with anyone that we know because we knew so many people that were realtors. Mm -hmm. We were like, we don't want to pick or choose. And so we were referred to someone, great realtor. Um, I don't think it was a great fit for us. Right. And so I think we kept searching and looking and and the realtor that we have now, I think, is a a perfect fit for us. So, number one, find a great realtor and don't. And if it's not working out, tell them so. I mean, this is your money. This is your coin. This is your experience. They work for you. 
essentially. They do. They do. Um, number two, set a budget. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I listen. I'm the money man in this relationship, you are. and in Lord, once you once you listen, once you put your first offer in, you like, oh, this how much it's gonna take me listen. to pay for this? Because I think when you think about a budget, there's a lot of things you have to consider. It's not just, oh yeah, I put a down payment on and then mm-hmm. I was able to get a house and maybe I may have some type of things I gotta fix. Mm-hmm. No. You're talking about a down payment. You're talking about closing costs, which uh, I've learned can be anywhere from three to five percent um, of of your whole total purchase. My lord, um, you're talking about maybe potentially an earnest money deposit, mm-hmm. which is essentially making sure that you put money down outside of mm-hmm. your you know deposit and all yeah. that, just to say like, hey, I have the money. Yeah, you know, and then on top of that, you have all these other fees, appraisal, appraisal costs, yeah, uh, all kind of stuff. So set a budget. And stack your coin. Man, like, for real. And I hear a lot of people have these conversations about, you know, I how are y'all paying this apartment rent? It's so high. How are y'all living in these townhomes? And for what you pay, you can buy a home. Sure. Mm-hmm. We could put the down payment on a home and mm-hmm. we could pay the note. But the closing costs, those deposits, the appraisals, anything that needs to be fixed before you move in. Exactly. Sometimes you have to pay that gap between the bank. Appra- like it's so much, so much that I'm like, yeah, we could pay the mortgage. But to get there, you got to yeah, stack your money. Yeah, and that's the things that people don't talk about. So we going to tell y'all stack your coin. Yep. Like what you think you need, stack an extra 10000 mm-hmm. over that. And we'll have another podcast to talk about how we stacked our money in different ways that we did. Right. But this one is just kind of getting, if you are like us, you're in the house market, you're looking, or you have a, a goal to save. These are some tips that, you know, I, I would say, we would say that you should do. Number three, set expectations for what you're looking for in your house like your non-negotiables what you're willing to waiver and i'm gonna be honest now that we're in this in this i feel like some of our non-negotiables are changing I feel like we're not settling, but we're willing to compromise, kind of going back to what one of um, our realtor friends told us about your first house not being your dream home. Um, Some things I think that we were like, oh, no, we need a master bath, like (laughs) because all the places that we lived have had a master bath. And so we're accustomed to that. But it's really hard to find a a house with a master bath Mm -hmm. um, where we are that you know, is not breaking our budget. And so you need to set those expectations, have those non-negotiables. It at least will get you started in the process and kind of weed out um, some of the things. But I will say you should take a look at things from your lowest price point Mm -hmm. to your highest price point, Mm -hmm. a little bit above. Um, I know we watch the shows on um, on yeah. What's the network? I forgot the network is called, but you you know the fixer upper shows where they show you Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) your what you could get, what you can't afford, and if you went a little bit over your budget, and those things really help because it's like, man, I want a four bedroom, five bedroom three four bath home that's taking me twenty thousand over my budget exactly. so i might need to simmer in here yeah um can i add a tip before yeah you, yeah i think another tip and this is just true to fashion for um 
being conscious of your own mental health is understand that there may be elements where your mental health needs to be, I wouldn't say intact, but thought of mm-hmm. when you're going through the, the housing process. You know, number one, like, you, it's not like you're preparing for disappointment, mm-hmm. but I think that you should be in a place where it's important to discuss when you are disappointed. Yeah. So that way you don't go down a realm of, well, now I'm depressed. I put an offer in on my house or I put an offer in on something and I can't get mm-hmm. what I want. Like mm-hmm. I've had to personally live that yeah. of seeing like something that you just your mind is set on, your heart is set on. And then all of a sudden you don't get it. And now you could go deep down in the depths mm-hmm. of despair, mm-hmm. feeling a certain way or even anxiety. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get so anxious about, man, well, I got to get mm-hmm. this money together. Well, I got to make mm-hmm. sure my daughter's taken care of. Well, I got to do that. Like those things are real and can be impairments and impediments to, you know, actually processing and going through the, the joy yeah. of home buying because it doesn't have to be all down deep despair. Yeah. It really can be a joyful process, mm-hmm. but it also requires patience. Yeah. And I think that if we don't take the patience in this process and just enjoy the ride sometimes, the things that you learn, the mm-hmm. things that you grow in, you can go to just those two pieces of deep anxiety and deep depression mm-hmm. just quickly. So I think that it's important to navigate um, your own mental health um, and manage it. Mm-hmm. in this process as well and I think for us when we saw because y'all we put an offering <laughs> it was like 20 offers um, we did make it into the top 10 right. um, but black like, we really love that house mm-hmm. and I think for my husband he's such a planner and he's like got this timeline and so what I want to tell people too is this wasn't one of my tips but since you were talking about the mental health piece Mm -hmm. give yourself some time yeah like if you know you need or you're on a lease and your lease is up in June don't start the house hunting process in April (laughs) You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're going to cause anxiety. You're going to feel rushed. You're going to feel some type of a heightened anxiety mm-hmm. because though y'all, this market is no game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talking right about now. savage. Yeah. You talking about savage. You think you putting your best foot forward, baby. And it's somebody tens of thousands, <laughs> thousands of steps ahead of you. Yeah. Um, and so Give yourself some time and give yourself some grace, but enjoy this process. I will say I'm having a blast. Mm -hmm. I think there does come some disappointment Mm -hmm. when you don't get the house that you want. But as of right now, I think I'm having a blast. And I think the last tip is don't purchase a home that you or your spouse does not equally love <laughs> because we've come across a couple houses where Sam really loved the house. Like I'm talking about, he was sold. Okay. Uh, yep, he was like th- a wet towel game over. We put an offer in. This is the one. Mm-hmm. And I could take it or leave it. Right. And so we had a conversation. And when I said those words, I can take it or leave it. Sam was like, this ain't the house for us. Because you think about it, a house is a long-term investment. This is some place that you're going to be for a while. And if you equally don't love it, and, you know, one party may love it a little bit more. But if if one of y'all can take it or leave it, I don't think that's the house Mm -hmm. for you guys. So make sure, especially if you're married, have a partner, whatever, that both of you love the house um, equally. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think in that, like, in when you love your house, make sure you're in the right accord with mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, 
you 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 could have your like you mentioned earlier your non-negotiables yeah um but also making sure that when you're navigating those things that if things change just find yourself some agreement with it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's important that if you're going to be in agreement with anything that you do um the house has got to be one of them for uh, sure amen and amen <laughs> again the house has to be something that you guys both agree on so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna keep you all updated mm-hmm. about you know what what's happening and how we're going to uh make it pop off but that's what we have for today you guys so keep us lifted send us all the prayers um if you have any advice on um how to search or your tips for house hunting let us know we're definitely going to take a look at them okay and until next time i am tova this is sam and this is the business of marriage peace out y'all